The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Help me walk up to two or three people around you before you take your seat and tell them welcome to your next levels. Welcome to your next levels. I congratulate you. I see your life changing for good. I see you going from glory to glory. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Can you help me appreciate your neighbor one more time this morning? You can say something nice. Don't just clap for them. Just You can give them that warm smile, Pastor, when we talked about earlier on. It appears a number of people are not um, in service with us this morning, maybe because of the rain and the first scarcity or whatever. I hope you are joining us online. But for those of you that could make it in-house and in-person today, come on, turn to your neighbor again. Help me celebrate them. You can give them a warm round of applause. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I'm glad I'm not the only one in church that you came. Thank you that you came. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can I hear someone shout next levels? Shout it louder. Say next levels. You know, the plural there, the S after next levels is deliberate. The point is the different areas of your life, the different aspects of your life. And for all of us collectively as a church family, we are going into another dimension. Hallelujah. Another level by the grace of God and by the hand of God. And so shall it be for you in the name of Jesus. You will not remain as you are. You will not remain where you are. You definitely are not going to regress. You are not going to go back. As the scripture says, your path will shine brighter and brighter and brighter. Glory be to God. You will experience promotion. You will experience increase. You will be fruitful. There will be recovery and restoration for you in the areas where you have experienced losses. And God will lift your head in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We are focusing on this as we come into this second half of the year as a church collectively. And I want to encourage everyone to do your own part on an individual level. You don't have to be stuck. You don't have to remain where you are. You don't have to remain as you are. Even if things are going very good and very well for you, I mean... The, the kids are wrapping up their third term of this academic session. Every parent here, you want your child, no matter how much the, your child has enjoyed the level of education she, he or she was, you want them to go to the next level. Am I right or am I right? You will have to be a very evil parent to want your child to repeat. If your child has done well, glory be to God. How much more God? <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus told us in scriptures that if you human beings, being evil, can give good gifts to your children, if your son should ask for bread, you will not give your son stone. 
If he asks for an egg, you will not give him a scorpion. How much more your heavenly father? Hallelujah. So it's important for you to be reminded that God is interested in your next level and in you coming to your next levels. Glory be to God. How interested is God? Ephesians 3 verse 19. Let's start with that verse this morning. Ephesians 3 verse 19 says, He will come to the fullness of God. That we will know the love of Christ which passes on it, that we may be filled with all of the fullness of God. Until you arrive at the place where you are filled with all of the fullness of God, God keeps wanting you to have next levels. All of the fullness of God's might. We are not there yet. We can go to the next level. All of the fullness of God's wisdom. We are not there yet. All of the fullness of God's riches. Hallelujah. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That's where God wants to take you to. Glory be to God. We talked about the Holy Ghost last week. I'm going to um, quickly do a brief review about that. But in John chapter 3, verse 34, the Bible told us that God gave Jesus the Holy Spirit without measure. John chapter 3, verse 34. I don't know what level of the Holy Ghost you're walking in, but Jesus got to a place where there was nothing left in terms of walking in the capacity of the Holy Spirit. He that came from God, for he whom God sent speaks the words of God, for God did not give him the spirit by measure. God gave him the Holy Ghost without measure. You can go to the next level in your work with the Holy Spirit. Because you are not yet there at this level where you are walking in the spirit, where I'm walking in the spirit, without measure. God did not give the spirit by measure to him. Hallelujah. John 14 verse 12. John 14 verse 12, Jesus says here, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, is there anybody here that believes in Jesus? Let me hear you. Do you believe in him? The works that I do, you will do also. And greater works than these. Now, we've not yet all done greater works. We've not even done the works that he did. Talk less of greater works. So what am I saying this morning? Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you've accomplished, whatever status you are at, you should be clear that God wants you to go to the next level. Next level. And I believe God is making everything available to us and possible for us to experience that. Next level in our finances. Next level in our careers. Next level in our relationships. It can always get better. Hallelujah. And of course, next level in ministry. In serving God. And last Sunday, we started exploring what will make that possible. The first thing we said is we need to embrace the Holy Spirit more. Do something about your walk with the Holy Spirit. Consciously. Invite him in into the spaces of your life. Walk with him on a higher level. And one major thing we stressed last week, and we went a bit deeper in this in the midweek service, 
Again, I want to encourage everyone to do your best to be a part of the midweek service. Preferably come on site. If you can't, make sure you join online. We went a bit deeper. And that's what really I tried to do in the midweek service, to try and go a little deeper in what we are talking about. Because one major thing, Pastor, why do I need the Holy Ghost more this season? To help you make discoveries. Hallelujah. Somebody shout discoveries. To help you. There's something we were praying the other day during the extended um, prayer meeting. Was it two Saturdays ago? And we prayed from Jeremiah 33. Call upon me. Call upon me. I will show you. Let, let, let's read that text. Um, and I want to read it again in the Amplified. Jeremiah chapter 33. Glory be to God. Let me hear somebody shout again. Holy Ghost, I need you. Hey, you see now. You see now. Somebody is not shouting. I say, say Holy Ghost, I need you. I don't think it has dawned on us, and perhaps it never will dawn on each and every one of us, the extent to which we need the Spirit's influence in our day-to-day lives. I don't think it has really dawned on us as, as it ought to. But bless God, it can dawn on us more and more. More and more. Hallelujah. That we walk in the consciousness of him and our need for him. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 from the Amplified. Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you and even show you great and mighty things. Please watch this. This is why you need the Holy Spirit. One major reason among all the other several things we said. Things which have been confined and hidden. Things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know. <laughs> they are not hidden from you, as it were, because if God wanted to hide it from you, he will not give you the person that will reveal it to you, the Holy Spirit. They are actually hidden for you for specific times, for specific seasons, for specific phases of your life. And I believe this is such a time. Glory be to God. And when you come to those seasons of your life, what you need to do is to call on God and the primary um, arm of the divine head that we walk with this, this is the Holy Spirit. You call on him, you walk with him, you engage him to begin to reveal to you things that you need for now, for the next three months, for the next six months. And you need to know how to walk in this. On Wednesday, we use the example of Daniel and his friends. <laughs> Their life was on the line. The king had made a decree. Anybody, if the wise men of Babylon cannot tell me my dream and interpret my dream, I'm going to kill all of you. Maybe because some of us, our lives are not on the line. Maybe that's why we're a bit casual. <laughs> of course, we can't start asking God to God, try and kill them. <laughs> no, no one is going to ask that. But that was the kind of situation Daniel and his friends found themselves. But thank God Daniel knew how to call on God 
And this is what we are talking about, you embracing the Holy Ghost and walking with him consciously. To get from God what he needed for that time. God knew Nebuchadnezzar's dream. If it was God that planted the dream in his heart. Daniel needed that dream to be revealed to him. He needed to make that discovery. And of course, if you are familiar with the story, he made the discovery and he was promoted next level. And that's what happens when you make discoveries. Glory be to God. When you discover great and mighty things that you did not know, things that were confined, things that were hidden, which you did not know and understand and cannot distinguish. When you begin to understand and distinguish things that you couldn't before, automatically it will bring you into promotion. Somebody shout that will be my testimony in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That's the first thing you need to do. That's the first thing we need to do if we are interested in walking in next levels. We need to make room for the Holy Ghost in our lives, in our church, in our midst. Number two thing we said is we need to embrace a heavenly agenda. Seek those things that are above and let them be on your mind. You are going to have to fight this challenge and all of us are going through that on one level or another. Rather than keeping earthly things on your mind predominantly, you are going to have to displace that and fill your heart and your mind primarily with heaven's agenda. Glory be to God. Today I want to give you another concept that if you will embrace and work with, it will... Um, bring you into next levels. One way or another, you will come to experiencing another dimension of life that you never knew before. That you need, that you desperately need. And I want to talk to us about newness of life. Somebody say newness of life. This is a concept Apostle Paul taught in his teachings, and I want you to pay close attention. Newness of life. Walking in newness of life. The Bible says that if any man is in Christ, a new creature, old things are passed away. Second Corinthians 5, 17. All things have become new and all these new things are of God. And when you begin to study what the Bible is teaching in the New Testament about that, it's not a one-time experience. It happens for the first time. There is an initial experience of all things passing away in your life when you get born again, where God takes out the sin nature and God gives you a recreated human spirit. But in that same vein, it's a continuous thing you have to be working in time after time. Somebody shout again, newness of life. Go with me to Romans chapter 6. Let's do some Bible reading or Bible study or teaching from the scriptures this morning. Romans chapter 6. Hallelujah. Let me hear someone shout, I walk in newness of life. Romans 6 from verse 1. What shall we say then? This is New King James now. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? 
now that you are born again, now that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, now that you have received abundance of grace, and that grace, as it were, deals with the effect of sin in your life, should we continue to live in sin? Because in the previous chapter, in the previous verse, I said that where sin abounded, grace much more abounded. Where, where sin abounded, grace much more abounded. So God will always supply more grace for whatever difficulties or challenges of sin anybody faces. So if that is true, that if I lose one million naira, God will give me two million naira. Let me be losing one million naira now. Because for every one million naira I lose, <laughs> I will get two million naira. That sounds like a good business. Ijebu people, am I right or am I right? And that's how a natural mind can think. In fact, beyond just a natural mind thinking, that's how, if you are not careful, you will begin to function in your life. If it was under the Old Testament where when you commit a sin with cut, you will cut off your hand. And you will be seeing that your hand is cut off. Because that's what they used to do. Or oh, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, we remove your eye. You will be remembered the next time, you reminded the next time the temptation comes for you to commit, you look at that hand. But that doesn't mean you have really repented in your heart. But God took all that away and said, okay, even though you've done wrong, we are not going to cut off your hand. We, are going to, you, you, you ought, we ought to cut off your hand. But we are going to extend more grace to you. We are going to leave your hand. And there's actually a challenge with that. Because if you are not careful, the temptation to repeat that of, after all, I'm not going to lose my hand will be there. And that's what he's addressing here. No, God forbid. Certainly not. And this is the real thing he wants you to now embrace. You, what God did was not just that he forgave your sin. He took you away from under the dominion of sin. This is where you, the way you have to start thinking. Hallelujah. Certainly not. Now watch this very carefully. How shall we who died? We're going to come back to that word quite some this morning. There are two major concepts about newness of life that we need to understand in order for us to walk in next levels. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? And this is the way we need to think. God has taken us out of that realm. God has taken us out of that dimension. God has taken us out of that level. Hallelujah. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That this is the point. Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, glory be to God, we also should walk in newness of life. So he, he tells us something here that the death of Jesus on the cross, and we know the story of the death of Jesus. He died, and God raised him up from the, from the grave or from death, and he ascended straight to heaven. He was on this earthly plane, living with us in flesh and blood. But when he was resurrected, he didn't return to this earthly plane. He went to another level, another dimension. 
And he said we should see the death of Jesus on the cross like baptism. And those of you that have gone through water baptism, if you've gone through the class, we teach you that it's like a change in life. It symbolizes a change of that person. So you are immersed into the water. Before you are immersed into the water, you are this person. You are immersed into water, and that being immersed into water is like Jesus dying on the cross on one level. And when you are raised out of the water, another person has been raised. Glory be to God. Just like when Jesus was raised from the dead, he went straight to heaven. He didn't have flesh and blood body again. He's now seated in heavenly places, far above all principality and power, might and dominion. The people that could crucify his flesh could not crucify his flesh anymore. He was on another level. On another level. On another plane. A new kind of life. And Paul is now teaching here, and I'm going to show you a few other scriptures, that that is how the mind of the Christians should walk. I'm not that person I used to be before. I'm not the same person I was before. I'm not like I used to be before. Old things have passed for me. And I can now enjoy new things. Now, you will understand that, practically speaking, even after you got born again, some things that you used to do before you got born again, you are still doing them now, or you are still tempted to do them now. Some errors or mistakes you used to make before, you are still making them now. You are tempted to make them now. Some things you, have, you used to fall into before, you are still falling into them now. I don't know about you, but just very recently, in fact, while I was thinking about this, the Holy Spirit now brought back to my mind. I mean, certain, you, you, you will think you have outgrown certain things or you don't do those things anymore until a situation happens that presses your buttons. Whose buttons have been pressed there before? And you now react in a certain way. And I found myself doing that. And you need to deal with this thing. It's like a story Kenneth Hagin said in the other day. And this is another reason why we need the Holy Ghost. And he talked about a, a, a time he was in prayer. And the Holy Ghost said, opening his eyes. And he, got, he saw a kind of vision where the Spirit of God was reaching into his spirit and was bringing out certain very ugly creatures. One ugly looking crab, one ugly looking frog. And he understood the vision. He could discern what God was showing him. And so he said, asking God, what is that coming out of me? That kind of ugly thing. He said, oh, that's your old Baptist religion. And old Baptist tendencies that are still inside your system. That I'm taking out. Oh, that's your old family tradition. Things you used to do in your family. And he said, these things are still inside of me. He said, it's still inside of you. And that's what Paul is trying to teach us here. That's what he's trying to teach here. That now that you are in Christ, please pay attention to what I'm saying. It's very powerful. You need to understand that you are no longer the person you used to be before. You are no longer on the level you were before. And things you used to do, things you have been taught and things you have learned, some of them you may not even know. It was inside of you. You now need to tell yourself and deal with those things that now that I'm in Christ, now that I'm resurrected like Christ resurrected, I will not walk in those things anymore. 
And you can resist those things. And the power to resist those things now resides in you. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Glory be to God. Look at Galatians 2.20 with me. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Praise God forevermore. Somebody's story is changing from today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Galatians 2 verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. You are alive, quite all right, but you are not the one alive. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, this is the difference between Christ and us, talking about his resurrection. When he rose up, he didn't live in the flesh anymore. You and I still have to live in the flesh. But we need to understand that the life that we now live in the flesh is not our life. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. And this is the first concept about newness of life. Please hear me and hear me very carefully. Particularly if you want to really ascend to next levels. You've got to see yourself like a dead man walking. Let me use some movie terminologies. Or the walking dead. How many of you know the walking dead? Some people that have died but they are now zombies and are walking around. <laughs> they have been crucified. But the life they now live in the flesh is not the life anymore. It's like a zombie walking around. On the reverse, that's how a Christian ought to live. You are not the one living anymore in that sense. The power of Christ is now living in you. The life of Christ is now working in you. The wisdom of God is now working in you. Glory be to God. The grace of God is now working in you. You have died to certain things. And you will no longer allow them control your life anymore. And that's the key to the next level. See, as long as the things that were in your past can still lay hold on your life now, you will not be able to walk in that next level. But if you can come to the place where you drop those things by the help of God, by the power of God, and I'm dead to this, this no longer has control over me, you can now walk in newness of life. And it takes you thinking like this. I'm dead. I'm dead to anger. I'm dead to bitterness. I'm dead to hatred. What about this? I'm dead to sickness and disease. Glory be to God. I am dead to poverty. I'm dead to failure. I'm dead. I'm dead to it. It no longer has control over me. So you, you are like a dead man walking. I'm dead to fear. If I'm dead to it, it can't control my life anymore. Though I'm walking in the flesh and living in the flesh, but the life I'm living in the flesh, I'm living by faith in Christ. And the key is, you've got to lay, wait, the, the moment you see those things still manifesting in your life, you still fear, still manifest, you lay down. I'm dead to it. Somebody's going to lay some things down this morning. Let me show you in a practical way how Paul explained it for, for us to walk in it. Ephesians chapter 4. Are you getting something this morning? 
They're talking about you walking in next level. You, you see people that are Christians, that are doing their best, they want to promotion, but it, it's like something is holding you back. I'm telling you what is holding you back is the things from your old man. That's what's holding you back. You can't connect the dots and relate it to how can't I get that breakthrough in my workplace or breakthrough. For you. But there are things from your past before you are in Christ that still have a hold to you. And the only reason why they hold to, have a hold to you is that you don't know, you've not taken authority over them and say, I'm dead to that thing. If there was somebody that used to have anger problem and he has now died, do you think the person that that guy used to oppress with his anger, you think the person would be afraid of him anymore? He's dead. And that's how you must think. Somebody say dead men walking. Hmm. Say walking dead. <laughs> say it again, dead men walking. When you see negative things, negative patterns, learn to say I'm crucified to Christ. I'm, I'm, I've been crucified with Christ. I'm dead to this thing. I'm dead to shame. I'm dead to reproach. I'm dead to fear. Walks of darkness. And if you can lay them down, like we lay dead people inside a grave and a corpse, you can walk free of those things and enter your new level. Oh, hallelujah. Newness of life. You've got to know how to die to things. Dead to sin. Dead to fornication. You're dead to it. Before, it used to lord over you. It used to control, but now you, are the, you, you put it down. And this is how you put it down. You understand that you were buried with Christ in baptism. You were not alive 2,000 years ago. But the Bible tells you a spiritual exchange is what has happened. It's as if you were there. You were crucified with him. And you were raised together with him. And all those negative things... They no longer have power over you. Glory be to God. And the day, the moment, the season, you can make that walk and lay those things down and begin to walk free of those things, you see yourself walking in new levels. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Read Ephesians 4 with me. I think Apostle Paul did a wonderful job here. Ephesians 4 from verse 17. This I say, therefore... And testify in the Lord to you that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. Now, I said there are two concepts about nuance of life. Number one is being dead to things. You lay things down. Number two is renewal of mind. I'm going to get into that on Wednesday. But I want you to see being dead to things here. It dealt with the two concepts here. So don't walk like the rest of the Gentiles in the futility of their minds. Don't walk with a futile mind. Walk with a renewed mind. Having the understanding darkened. Don't walk with darkened understanding. Walk with enlightened understanding. Praise God. Being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. This is talking about renewal of mind. Futility of mind, darkened understanding, ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to walk all on cleanliness with greediness. Verse 20. But you have not so learned Christ. And I pray someone is learning something this morning. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Watch. 
in practical terminology. This is how you do it. Practical steps to take. When we say being dead to things of the past that still want to control your life. Anger, bitterness, depression, sorrow. What do you do? You take off. Verse 22. You put off concerning the former conduct. Huh. Please watch very carefully. He laid it out very simply here. You put off concerning the former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to deceitful laws, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man. Hallelujah. You put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Verse 25. This is very interesting. Therefore, put away lying. You find out that you're a Christian, but you're always lying. You need to die to lying. Now, I know it's, look, like I said, practically speaking, just in recent days, it's just a matter of certain things pushing your buttons. Ah, Nepal is taking light. There's first scarcity. Money is rolling low. Then somebody just comes and says things, and the mission of those before you are now doing something you didn't know you could do. And after you say, why did I do that? It hasn't died yet. And in that particular area, you're not walking in newness of life. And I'm telling you, that thing is an anchor to your next level. It's holding you back. And if by the grace of God and the help of God, you're able to put it down, and God is going to help somebody this morning, you die to that thing, you are now free to go to your next levels. Somebody shout newness of life. Put away lying. Let each one of you, we're in verse 25 now, speak truth to his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. You find yourself, you are just responding in anger. Something happens. And many times it's things you are passionate about that you love, but your response is anger. You've said what you should not say. You've spoken what you should not talk. You are not walking in newness of life. Maybe it's even a discussion. Somebody is in the Buari camp. You, you are in the Obasanjo camp. And you are, and you are passionate. And before you know it, you have broken something. Some people, it's even sports. Hey, I'm Ronaldo camp. I'm Messi camp. And, and usually that's when these things you are passionate about. Maybe about your family. Somebody says something about your life. Before you know it, you've given them backhand. Ah! And you, you've not died. Sometimes it's just something negative happens and you just feel so depressed and you feel so sad. You can't see. Negative things are controlling you when certain buttons are. It's because you are not a dead man walking yet. You've not yet walked in newness or that I am crucified with Christ. I'm dead. Ah, if you had come 10 years ago when I was not born again, ah, this thing would have... But hey, I'm, I'm now crucified with Christ. I have laid that, I have a burial grave or a burial ground for that thing. And watch this, this is a continuous lifetime thing. As you go on in life and you go in certain phases, you will come in contact with things, certain pressures come, 
You didn't used to lie before, but now things have now come before you know it. Ah, in the last two, three weeks, you find yourself you've told like five different lies. Under different circumstances, because you are pressured. You have not, look, look, there is no prayer, a dead man, you can't tell that lie again. Change all the circumstances, increase the temperature to 200 degrees, bring it down to 200 degrees. It can't, the pressure is dead. That's what he's teaching us to do here. When you find sinful things, let, let me quickly finish this. I said verse 26, be angry, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't watch. This is it. What? Give no place to the devil. Give no place. To, and that's what is that they are like anchors that the enemy uses to hold people back, hold people down. But I heard the Holy Ghost say no more. No more. No more. Hallelujah. Walk in the newness of life. That's what to do. For, for I, I want to see next levels in my finances, in my relationships, spiritually. Identify traits of the old man. Please hear me and hear me very well. You, as I'm speaking this morning, the Holy Ghost is reminding us of them. Identify traces of the old man that are still finding expression in your life. But like those are happening consistently. It's telling you that you are not yet dead to these things. You are not yet dead to them. And the second major key to walk in newness of life is mind renewal. I'm going to go into that on Wednesday. You know, Romans chapter 12 tells us, don't be conformed to this world, but be renewed in your mind. Then you'll be able to prove the good, acceptable, and perfect. All that is just talking about levels. Levels. But today, God told me many people need to lay certain things down today. Go back to Galatians 2.20. Let me close with this. Hallelujah. Galatians 2.20. Put it up on the screen for me. Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. Please watch this. This is, this is the help someone needs today. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Somebody shout, Christ lives in me. Shout it louder again. Say, Christ lives in me. So you, you don't have to lie any longer. You don't have to be angry any longer. You don't have to steal any longer. In example, say, let him that stole steal no more. Let him that stole, watch out for patterns, negative patterns, sinful patterns. He said, give no room to the devil. These things are all ways that demonic activity operates in people's lives. You need to shut the door to them. Praise God. And die to them. And quite honestly, you can't do it without mind renewal. But the first step is to just live like a dead person to these things. How? How are you going to do that, Pastor? Watch. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You're already seeing where it's going. Go to the next verse. You will see the major key there. I do not set aside the grace of God. You, you do it by the grace of God. The one that loves you and gave himself for you. You go to his help. Now, what Paul was teaching in this text was about righteousness and the law. So he says here, if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. But the truth, the major truth we are putting out from what he taught here is that, look, by the grace of God, you can die to sinful habits. 
You can die to patterns of the old man that are still finding expression even after you are born again. And what I want you to understand today, by God's grace, these things determine whether you go to next levels or not. Makes all the difference. I'm going to do a series on financial mind renewal. In, I've been saying I want to do something about finances. Do you know why some Christians, even they go born again, they can't break out of poverty or break out of levels of poverty? The mind hasn't been renewed. First of all, they have not died to certain things about money. Maybe they are still stealing. Say, let him that still steal no more. They've not come to the place where I'm crucified with Christ. The way sinful habits that come about money, they are no longer having a hold in me. I have died to them. Then I've renewed my mind consciously. And it's not a one time, it's a continuous thing about the way finances and income and increase comes in God's kingdom so that I can keep going to next levels. Glory be to God. I'm walking in the newness of life that Christ gives by his grace. Newness of life that Christ gives by grace. I'm dead to these things. You resist them. But you, it's not sweet. I get it. You resist them. I'm dead to it. I've laid it down somewhere by the grace of God. Hallelujah. And number two, I'm, I've renewed my mind. God told me as we close, I'm going to take some time to pray this morning. Many of us need to lay down certain things. You need to bury things here this morning. Are you hearing me? Am I making sense to you? You need to, lay, you need to die to certain You know what they are. And you don't have to struggle because you're going to do it. Put up that Galatians 2.20 again. By the grace of God, through him that loved you and gave himself for you. Hallelujah. The son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Glory be to God. Rise with me this morning. Please get on the keyboard for us. Can I hear somebody say, I'm crucified with Christ. Say, I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to righteousness. Say it again, I'm crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. Say, I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to righteousness. One more time, I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and still loves me. And gave himself for me. Open your mouth. Begin to pray right where you are. And I'm going to make a call in a moment. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue. Behind NNPC Filling Station. First Bank Bus Stop. Off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810